Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 712-775-7031, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. John chapter 3 verse 16. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. <clears throat> Years ago, I discovered that sometimes it's not just what a verse says, but in, ter- in terms of understanding a Bible verse properly, it's about what the verse does not say. What I did not discover also until later on uh, in my life is as long as we think that the truth about us is the most negative piece of trauma or pain that we've had. We won't be able to get to the real truth about us, and that is who we are in Christ. A core issue, at least in my estimation as far as what I believe, a working definition for me, um, a core issue or our core issue is an issue from which, or is the issue from which all of our other issues stem from, all our other issues and dysfunctions and maladaptive personality traits and behaviors, the core issue is the issue to all of those other issues that we have stem from. Also, a core issue is the first lie that we have ever believed about who we are based on our trauma, based on our pain. And it's also the last lie that's standing in the way of us seeing ourselves for who we really are. As long as we view the gospel as just or the salvation message or even the birth of Jesus Christ, which we will celebrate this week coming up, as long as we see it as primarily God being angry and having to send his son to die on the cross just so that we can have salvation, and we don't see the larger picture of us being created in the image and likeness of God, we will always live feeling unfulfilled and not enough in a way, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. The story of the incarnation is a promise from God that we will never and that he will never leave us alone. It's a promise that we are not alone. It's also a promise that he'll never leave us alone. Now, as it pertains to that trauma and the lie that we have believed, it's also a promise from God that wherever there are dark places in our life, that he will come crashing into them with his light to provide salvation rescue, and love, not just so that we can be forgiven, even though that's a major part of it, but also so that we can begin to see ourselves 
for who we really are. God did not so hate the world that he sent his son to die on the cross so that he could like us again. It's not what the verse says. The verse says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and if anybody would just believe on him, that they will not perish to have everlasting life. If any would have us to die, and only to die, but to die believing that we are worthless, that we have no value, then God is doing the very best that he can to tolerate us and be kind to us. And God would have us to know instead that he loved us so much that his son, who we're about to celebrate, would be born into this world to live a life of perfection, to not sin, to save, to heal, to deliver, to set free, to die, to raise again, and go back to heaven and advocate on our behalf, then to send us another comforter in the person of the Holy Spirit, while Jesus walked among us, the Holy Spirit lives in us so that we can experience life brand new. One of the questions that I have pondered lately <clears throat> is, is the gospel transforming me or no? Is the gospel as I understand it and as I know it, is it transforming my life as it pertains to my deep down core issue? And then also as an extension of the issues and behaviors and feelings that have come into my life as a result of it. And so the good news before us today is the core issue that we have, that core pain, that core trauma, that core wound that we experienced very early on in life, and the issues that stem from the things that we've done and the things that have been done to us, those who we have hurt and those who have hurt us, they all fall under the category of something that Christ came crashing into our darkness to correct and to bring healing to a theologian said that God is in us in the parts of us that we do not know. Another theologian said that God is in us and we did not put him here. He came crashing into this world not because we made him come, but because he chose to. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we love you, we honor you, we bless you, adore you, we lift your holy and righteous name, and we thank you for Emmanuel. God with us. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, that the light shone in darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. And we know that men love the darkness because their deeds were evil, but did that not change the fact that in the incarnation you came crashing into our darkness every day of our lives, dear Heavenly Father. There are places and spaces of our heart that we do not even want to visit because of the things that we have experienced in our life. But the truth of the matter is that you are in us right now at work in the parts of our heart where we don't even want to go to. When we pray to Heavenly Father, not just that we would go and be willing to take you to those dark spaces of our hearts and our lives, Heavenly Father, that we have closed off. We pray also, God, that we realize that when we get to that place in our heart, that dark place that we have closed off, that we will meet your light there because you've been at work there behind the scenes in the dark all along. And we pray that there would be no stone left unturned in our heart no area of our life where we do not realize that it is you shining the light in our darkness and that we are free to live life anew as we have never seen it and never known it before. Even if we have been saved for years upon years or decades upon decades, we pray to Heavenly Father for a freshness, a newness that Christ is born. As we await, as we await your coming in the Advent, Heavenly Father, we know that we feel, in the, we feel often that we are in in between spaces in our lives. 
And we pray even now in the name of Jesus Christ that while we're waiting, that you would once again light a spark of hope in our hearts to Heavenly Father that things can be better than what we thought to Heavenly Father. We pray also to Heavenly Father that we would know that we would believe and now that in the Advent and leading up to your birth that we would experience manifestation like never before. But a part of that, Heavenly Father, we pray that you would cause us to really hope again, to really dream again, not just for a new house, not for just a new car, but for life brand new. New ways of thinking, new ways of existing, new ways of being, new experiences of wholeness that we have never had in our lives. We pray that you would brush off the dust from our real dreams, from our real hopes, from our real desires. We pray that Heavenly Father, that you would speak to us in those secret places, that you would call us to those areas of our heart, dear Heavenly Father, that we have left long ago because they were too painful or too confusing for us to deal with, dear Heavenly Father. So we pray that you would call us to those places and that you would show us not just who you are, but as a result of showing us who you are, that you would show us who we are in you. We want to be like John chapter 4, where we have that magnificent discovery that Jesus talked about with his disciples, that in that day that we would know that he was in the Father, uh, that he was in the Father, that uh, we were in him, and that he is in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And let there be a hope of glory that resurges and resurrects in our heart, dear Heavenly Father. And we pray, God, that as a result of this celebration of incarnation, dear Heavenly Father, that we would know some things that we have never known, that we would feel some things that we have never felt, and that we would see some things that we have never seen as a result of Christ being born, Emmanuel, walk upon, walking among us. And we pray, God, that as God is being born in our lives with a celebration of him being born, dear Heavenly Father, that we would remember that it is time for us to rest that Christ is born, and that the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And so today, God, we release in anticipation of your coming and in celebration of your birth. We take the government off of our shoulders. We have tried to figure out the best way that we can, how we can have you in our lives, Heavenly Father, as a source of strength, but to doing the best that we can to make it on our own. Nope, today we will be children. You decide to be your children today, dear Heavenly Father. And so we give all of our safekeeping, all of our provision, everything that we need and we desire, we, we give that over to you as our heavenly parent who made the ultimate sacrifice by sending his son to die on the cross, dear Heavenly Father, that we might be saved. And salvation being not just the forgiveness of sins, but that we might have life and have life more abundantly. We thank you for those who have gathered here to share this time this morning, dear Heavenly Father. We pray that you would bless them indeed and enlarge their territory. We pray that your hand would be with them to keep them from evil that it might not harm them. We pray that they would be blessed in the field and blessed in the city, blessed going out, blessed coming in. I pray today, dear Heavenly Father, like I prayed in the hospital in 2006 as I was fighting for my life, that we would be your children and that you would be our father and our friend. And certainly, God, you've been faithful. But we pray that we would allow ourselves to be careful for you today in ways that we never have before. And we ask it all in the precious name of Jesus for 
each and every one of us that are here on this line. We ask that you would be magnified. We pray that you would be glorified. We pray that the world that does not know you would be evangelized. We pray that we would be edified, and we pray that the enemy would be horrified as he comes face to face with the reality of just how staggering a defeat he suffered and just how great a salvation was purchased for us at the cross, at the cross, where we first saw the light and the burdens of our heart rolled away. And it was there by faith. We received our sight, and now we are happy all of the day. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that in this time that we have shared, as some of those feelings have come up that for years we have not known what to do with them, that we will simply see you sitting with us in our pain as you bring healing, as you bring hope, as a result of Christ being born in the world to shine light in the darkness, to bring healing and hope where there's been nothing but confusion and pain and sorrow and grief. And even today as we ask for forgiveness for our sins, we ask you to forgive us for all of the sins and the behaviors and the thought processes and the mindsets and even the emotions and feelings and the wrong relationships that we've had because we did not know our worth and our value, the dysfunctional behaviors that we have because we don't know who we are in our Christ, the backbiting, the stealing, the gossiping, the unrighteousness, the manipulation, the Heavenly Father. Whatever hurt we have caused and whatever hurt has been caused to us, Christ is born and sin is forgiven, past, present, and future. And now unto him, and is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide. And now unto him that is able to keep us from falling, to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And Merry Christmas. <laughs>